This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selkin, where we are in season 11, entitled Winning the Mental Game. This season is based off of our new book, Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets. And I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who joined us last week on the Book Buying Power Hour. We did this whole one-hour buying on Amazon where I tried to reach that bestseller list. And so a huge thank you to everybody that helped us accomplish that. If you would leave us a review on Amazon, that would be huge to continue spreading this good word on the book. But the season of the podcast, of course, is to highlight some of the excerpts and content that's in this because I firmly believe that now more than ever, people need to understand how to tap into the power of the mind. And that's really what the Selking Performance Group is all about. We help individuals, teams, and organizations really understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash sustainable performance excellence. And so this book is critical in our world today because I don't think a lot of people know how to truly win their mental game. But this season is also about just sharing some stories, real life stories of clients that we've had that have tapped into the power of their mind, applied these mental plays, and saw the benefits in their performance as an athlete, as a coach, as a business professional, as a friend, as a parent, as a person. The story we're gonna hear about today is actually of a parent and a spouse and a business person who applied these mental plays and navigated one of the most challenging aspects of his life. And so today in season eight, it's entitled Control the Controllables. And it is based after play number six in the playbook, which is emotional mastery. Learning how to master our emotions, to to not allow the physiological energy and stress that comes our way when pressure happens or adversity strikes that, that we spin off, right? And we lose that moment because we're not able to show up as who we intended to be. Emotional mastery is about learning to understand the emotions that we have in our lives and then harness them, use them to again, help us show up and deliver in that moment versus having to look back retrospectively and say, man, I wish I would have X or I wish I didn't A because our emotions got the best of us. We've all been there, but we don't have to live there. And so the purpose of this whole chapter is, again, to teach us what happens to our bodies under stress and pressure and and what's going on physiologically and neurologically, but then how can we use the power of our mind to really master those emotions and win in the moment? And so, you know, we can do this moment by moment, right? Emotional mastery of winning moments, but we can also use this concept of emotional mastery through seasons of life that we go through. And, you know, the the story that I'd like to share with you today is actually a story that was shared to me by someone that listens to the podcast. They've been listening to it for years and um, they sent me a message on LinkedIn and he just shared that he was going through one of the most challenging seasons of his life. He had lost his job due to COVID 
COVID. And his initial reaction was isolation, to, to separate from his family, to feel this sense of shame. He had been with this company for decades and didn't really know if he was good enough or smart enough or had the right accolades. He'd never really filled out a resume, you know, in all of these years because he'd been with this organization forever. And so that initial reaction of losing that part of his identity, again, was of shame and of fear of what was he going to do with his family? What was he going to tell his family? And so instead of tapping out and resorting to, you know, alcohol or, or poor life choices to try to numb the pain that he was experiencing, Experiencing, he decided to lean in. He decided to step into the pain he was experiencing, the emotions he was experiencing. And little by little, he sought to control the controllables. And as he did, he realized there was a lot more in his control than he thought initially. Because here's what happens, right? When we are in a moment where we don't have control over things, we start to get nervous. We start to get anxious. We start to feel like we're the victim of a moment. And then we start to disconnect. We start to put our hands up and say, oh, well, I, I, you know, this, this happened to me. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, woe is me, my boss, this organization, the world. Yes, all those things are factors, but none of those things are technically in your control. And so again, what do we know from a scientific standpoint? Our thoughts affect our emotions. Our emotions affect our physiological response. Again, your heart rate, your muscle tension, your visual field, your hormones. And ultimately how our bodies are determines how we show up in the moment. If this man were to wake up every morning and think, my life is over, how am I gonna live? How am I gonna provide for my family? Am I good enough in the world? Do you know what those thoughts create? Stress, anxiety, fear, insecurity physiologically, your heart rate goes up. You get tired all the time because you get a little bit depressed and you just don't really want to get out of bed in the morning. And so you don't. And then every time you don't, it gets easier and easier to not get out of bed and to show up. Cortisol, which is your stress hormone, starts to spike. Testosterone, which is your power hormone, starts to go down. And then we wonder why we don't feel ourselves. We, we just can't get traction in our lives. And so this guy made the choice to not allow those things to overcome him, to make a list of the things in his world that were controllable, to make a list of his strengths, of what made him great in the world, of opportunities, of different organizations that he could reach out to. Guess what that starts to do? It starts to give you a sense of hope, sense of courage, sense of opportunity. Physiologically, right? Your cortisol starts to stay at bay. Your, your testosterone can start to increase. Your heart rate settles down. You position your body to actually do the thing that you want to do, which is navigate this season and not stay stuck. And that's the power of winning the mental game. When again, we start to understand that we don't have to be at the mercy of our emotions, but rather we can master those emotions. Listen, I work predominantly in, in male-dominated industries and worlds. And so when we start talking about emotions, I know it gets a little, you know, guys are like, well, you know, we were learned, we were trained at a very young age to not talk about emotions and to suck it up and to, you know, push that emotion down. But here's the thing. As much as you, we've been conditioned to not understand and recognize our emotions, the reality of it is that so many of our choices and uh, relationships and moments in our lives are driven through emotion. So we can pretend like they, they're not there and they don't matter. But if you were to check yourself on parts and seasons of your life or moments in your life where you've made decisions, they've most likely been because of emotions. And so we don't have to talk about emotions in an emotional way 
But we do need to understand how emotions affect us so that again, we can be the best version of ourselves. And so as we start to to be able to articulate what we're actually feeling, what we're experiencing in the moment, then guess what that allows us to do? It allows us to go back to our process because what comes before emotions? Thoughts. So whatever emotions we're experiencing are generated from some type of thought. And if we can recognize again and identify and name the emotions, then that can get us to understand, well, how am I thinking about this moment or this experience? And how might I think differently about it so that I can generate maybe a more productive or a healthier emotion to get the right physiological response to help me perform in that moment better. Because the reality of it is we often recognize our emotion before we recognize the thoughts. So emotions are great indicators for us. We don't want to, we don't want to shut those off. Shoot, they're helpful for us. We need to use them, but we need to understand what they're saying to us and what they are. And then we need to ask ourselves, am I thinking right about this, this situation or scenario so that the emotions I'm experiencing are actually the right emotions. And if you don't like the word right and wrong, right, then think, right? (laughs) If you don't like the word right and wrong, think productive or unproductive. Is this emotion productive for me right now or unproductive? And if not, how can I change the way I'm thinking? That's often actually how I use my mentors in my life is when I have high emotion, high volatile situations or things that I know are really, really, really deeply important to me, Instead of just allowing my emotions and my own thoughts to run away, I'll check myself. I'll call a couple of those key mentors in my life and I'll say, hey, here's the situation, here's the scenario. How can I think about this differently? Because I know I'm not in a great space right now. And it's been such a blessing to have them speak truth and wisdom into my life that give me a different angle or perspective to understand that on. And again, This is how we can master our emotions. So I want to read an excerpt for you from the book. So again, Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets. It officially released last week, April 11th, but I know many of you have copies already. And the feedback that we've gotten of just how applicable it is, how the science is there, but we can understand it, the stories. And then listen, we've got 46 QR codes embedded throughout this book that that you can scan that take you to, to social posts, to articles, to podcasts, to radio shows, to supplement the text. And then there's there's mindset training at the end of every chapter as well to help you really put this into play. Like this is an actual playbook. So some learning, some application, and some ways that we can build mindsets that lead us to be the champions we desire in this world. So check it out, leave us a review. But let me read you this section, again, out of the chapter on play number six, Emotional Mastery. The goal, of course, is to reach a state of emotional mastery that allows us to remain calm, cool, and collected, even in the midst of the most stressful and pressure-packed moments. The challenge here is that our emotions often dominate and direct our behavior. They like to lead the charge, which is not a good thing. Because we allow our emotions to dominate, we often execute an act before we even think about it. When we allow our emotions to rule, we are the passengers rather than the drivers. At all times and in every moment, we must drive the process. We are at our best when we can employ triple C and stay calm, cool, and collected at will under any given circumstances for sustained periods. This is what I tell athletes when we're learning the principles and practices of emotional mastery. Great players make plays because they've mastered their emotions. Nothing phases them. They thrive in high-pressure moments. Now, this doesn't mean their heart isn't thumping or the butterflies aren't fluttering around in their bellies or they haven't had to go to the bathroom three times before they take the field. It's just that they have learned to embrace the thudding, 
to align the butterflies and to settle their bladder. They can't always control the physiological reactions, but they can control how they interpret and manage them through the art of composure. You too can be a great player who executes great plays. Understanding the concepts of emotional mastery will allow you to redefine your relationship with pressure and stress and allow you to step off the emotional roller coaster ride. But be patient, it takes time. We are ever learning, ever growing, ever striving to find new layers of our greatness. It is a process. So I invite you to join us on this journey of winning your mental game. Check it out to see how you too can get off of that emotional roller coaster ride and really master those emotions so that you can show up to the world as the best version of yourself. So here's the thing, for your mindset training, we often don't recognize defining moments in our lives until they've passed. So, so once we're able to look back in retrospect, we're like, oh, that was actually a critical moment in my life. And so my question to you is, can you look at whatever season of life you're in right now and start to see that this is a defining moment in my life. This is a defining season in my life. And can you win this moment? Can you win your mental game by controlling the controllables, finding those things that are in your control, directing your attention to them and not allowing your time, energy, and attention to go through the warp of the uncontrollables, right? You've got to control the controllables and not lose time, energy, and attention to the uncontrollables. And while we do that, we're able to find that next layer of our greatness because whatever season you're in right now, a really high one, a really low one, or perhaps maybe one that just seems pretty average, can you start to see this season as a defining moment, as a defining season? And can you show up more intentionally to control the controllables, find that next layer of greatness, and truly win your mental game? Thank you so much for tuning in to us today. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast, and I would invite you to join us on all social media. Like that story I shared with you today, I'd love to hear your story. Send me an email directly, drselking at selkingperformance.com. Hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets, on Facebook at Selking Performance Group, and on LinkedIn at Selking Performance Group as well. Again, let us hear how you're applying this. And if you're a business leader or organization and you'd be interested in some keynote speaking or working with one of our performance coaches on our staff here at Selking Performance Group. Again, just send me a message directly, drselking at selkingperformance.com. And same goes for any of you that might be interested in joining us as financial partners on this podcast journey. Our incredible partners at TruthWork Media do an awesome job, but I would love to have you if your message aligns with, with who we are and what we're trying to share with the world. We'd love to have you join us as financial partners to this podcast. Thanks again for joining us. You've been listening to season 11 entitled Winning the Mental Game, titled after our newly released book, Winning the Mental Game, The Playbook for Building Championship Mindsets. And you have been listening to the podcast, Building Championship Mindsets. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.